Guns up, giddy up. We've got a great breakdown for you today. Tyler from Anti-Hero Podcast joining me. He's an active duty police officer out of Orlando uh, area of Florida. And then I am a former Raleigh police officer. And we're breaking down the Yavan Casmiro shooting. And why is this shooting important? Well, it kind of answers, but maybe doesn't answer. But we'll do our best to answer the aged old question. Can you shoot somebody in the leg? I don't know. We'll talk about it right here on today's Failure to Stop Breakdown. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, man, we got a good show for you guys today. We're chilling, baby. This is a chill episode. Uh, this is a fun episode. I've been wanting to break this one down for a while. Uh, we just haven't had a, 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 a proper time to actually do it. And it really answers the question, can't you just shoot them in the legs? Uh, even Biden has asked this question. I'm not sure, Tyler, if, if there's ever been a police academy class in the history of police academies that some knucklehead hasn't asked that exact question. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it like you said, it's the age old tale of, and I, I, don't, I don't know where it comes from because no one's ever been taught use a lethal, uh, uh, an option of lethal choice for less lethal, you know, it, like it's a gun. Uh, once you take your gun out, they used to teach us that. Once you take your gun out, you better be ready to use it. It's not a, hey, you know, I'm going to try and scare you. And then when they call their bluff, you're like, fuck, you got to put it back in your holster, right? That's why you, right. don't, you don't pull it out until you're ready to use it. Well, you know, I have a famous story. Um, it's been told all over the police department in Raleigh. And when I was a rookie and I got on my first foot pursuit with my training officer, it was nighttime. It was like a... It was, it was a, I don't know, a disturbance call. It wasn't really anything that great. I think it might have been a fight at a party or something like that. Either way, I gave chase with my partner and the guy we were chasing goes into the woods and me just coming right out of the military and on the special operations side of things and having been in the woods for a very lengthy amount of time, I was like, finally finally we're going to my turf because I'm not a city boy. I'm a woods guy. And I was, a, you know, the, to me, Raleigh is the big city. And so being a cop in the big city was very different for me than anything else on training because I had never really been around a city all that much. So nighttime in the city was confusing to me. The streets are confusing. There's one way. Anyway, this one went to the woods and I was like, game on baby. Like I can do this. Like I know how to handle this. And then the guy stops. He like dives into like a palmetto bush, like a row of palmettos, crashes through them. And then he just lays there. And I'm like, got you, bitch. And I pull my gun out and my training officer had just caught up and he, he runs up on me and he grabs me by the back. And I said, move your foot. And he said, why? I said, I'm about to put one in the ground so this dude will start running again and we can figure out where he's at. And he was like, excuse me. 
And I was like, move your foot. I'm going to shoot this gun into the ground and that guy will run and we can catch him. And he was like, flashlight on, holster your gun, get out, follow me right now. Don't touch anything. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, what? What's going on? What, what are you doing? The guy takes off running. and he's like, don't you dare fucking chase him. Get your ass out of the woods and head back to the car. And then he gave me the reprimand of uh, of my life right there. So I, I instantly learned that night that you cannot pull your gun out and simply recon by fire. As we I mean, it's, it is. That's actually really true because in the military, um, the weapon is kind of a tool. Um, you can use it for warning shots. You know, sure. you can use it for, you can use it for things other than shooting someone in the face. I mean, what was the ROE? Was uh, shout, show, shove, shoot, shoot to kill. Dude, I haven't even shoot. heard that in like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> you shout at them, and then you shove them. And, oh, and, and then remember, remember when they, they shoot in their direction, and then you shoot them. And they would tell you you can skip some based on like because we're all retarded, oh, yeah. right? We're all twenty-year-old <laughs> retarded kids, and they're like, "Hey, if you need to skip one, skip one. You don't have to go through all five. Like you can go straight from shout to shoot to kill. Like not a problem. <laughs> you need it, boys. Listen, if you need to do it, you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I remember those speeches like all the time. They're like, "This isn't like linear. Like we can skip steps." I totally, totally remember that. Um, I, I not to get too sidetracked on this case, but I, I um. I don't remember who put on the case. Was it, it might've been Blackwater at the time. This would have been in like 2004, 2005. I think it was Blackwater put on a course for our squad. And I, I think it was five days. Maybe it was like three days and then a practical. I can't remember. But anyway, it, it was a multi-day. And, and we went through every piece of equipment in our locker. And these Blackwater dudes showed us how to kill somebody with it. Like, oh, here's your carabiner. If you take this carabiner and you pull the hook in, you can gouge them in the mouth. You can yam it into their eyes. You know, it was uh, it was a pretty fun. It was a pretty fun course because it was pretty. Um, well, it wasn't very politically correct. Yeah, put it that that's, way. That's such a Blackwater thing to teach people, like a course on how to kill people with a carabiner. With every tool on your body. So like literally uh, you would go through like your rucksack frame, your rucksack straps. I mean, your uh, any piece of equipment, like pulling your plates out and bashing somebody's skull in with your plates, every piece of equipment, your shoestrings, like how to hang somebody with your shoestrings, every piece of equipment. We basically walk through a couple of different steps on how you could kill somebody with that exact piece of equipment. That's that's the old school Blackwater too. That's the OG Black. That's Blackwater. That that time frame, the early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been early. Yeah, I think it was like two thousand four. I I don't really remember all that well, but uh, I thought that was a very interesting course. And I, and of course, at that time, I was like eighteen or nineteen years old, so I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, um, oh, what am I getting into? Like, so when I landed in Afghanistan, I thought. I don't know. I thought it was going to be like we were soldiers, you know, where the helicopter lands and we were just going <laughs> to run off, you know, because <laughs> nobody really sit you down and tell, you know, because the war was so young back then. Nobody really like sat you down. And, you know, for the war in Afghanistan was was still was still young in, in that era. So it's like we didn't really know, like, kind of where you were even going or how it was going to work. And, you know, we just rolled out. Most of us were wearing BDUs. Some of us were wearing like desert bottoms and BDU plate carriers and ACU helmet covers. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was the wild, wild west back then, bro. That's a, that's what, and the planes would take you in and like dive bomb 
And they're like, oh, this is just standard operating procedure. Oh, did like, they, they did that for you? Yeah. I do. They were like, oh, the uh, Bagram's getting rocketed right now. So we're taking evasive maneuvers through the mounds. Like everybody's breathing into the bags. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so then when we landed on the tarmac, I mean, I think we sat on the plane for like a fucking hour and a half. And they're like, yeah, we just got to wait for the, for the all clear. And I'm like, why? We're just sitting in this beer can. Like, yeah. Potentially getting rocketed. Similar as that, I don't know. You know, I don't know if they were actually even getting rocketed or if the, the pilot just wanted to fuck with us. But uh, I do remember that very, very maneuverable, evasive maneuvering flight in. But I didn't realize that was for everybody. Yeah, they did. Well, they told us, they're like, this is just how we have to like dive bomb into the AO. Because when you, when you come in country, you come from Europe. Right? I don't know about, sorry, I don't know about Afghanistan, but you essentially, you come from a flight from Europe into Baghdad where I was at and then you have to fly a Chinooks from uh, yeah. Baghdad International or the Green Zone to the place that you're going to or at least close to it and then you get out you dismount and the the guys that are leaving pick you up and they're like hey come on over and you get yeah. your, your you get your ammo you get everything and they're like hey don't worry you don't have anything to do we're just taking you to the base we'll start teaching you tomorrow so yeah, I, I totally did. Like, I, we left from like Kyrgyzstan, and I think we'd been in the Kyrgyzstan for a, for a couple of days. And then when we got into country, I just remember them handing me a real life grenade, getting off of the getting into our like fob. And the dude was like, "Dude, do you have any grenades?" And I was like, "I don't." And he was like, "Why don't you have grenades?" And I was like, "Bitch, I ain't even got any bullets yet." So I got two hand grenades before I even got rounds for my M4. <laughs> and I didn't have any pouches, so I had one in each cargo pocket. You know how heavy hand grenades are and they're like pulling your i'm like walking around with these two I, yeah i came grenades. in the army the after they realized they shouldn't give kids like eric tansy grenades they stopped <laughs> giving out grenades like that when i was well, it's funny because like the only incident that i really got in trouble for over there was uh i threw a grenade in the uh lake that we were swimming in well we want we wanted to swim in the lake but we didn't know what was in it and so I was like, dude, I'll just throw a grenade in there. And if there's anything big, like it'll float up. But I didn't realize that like that dam, if that dam cracked, it would kill like hundreds of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. And so after I threw the hand grenade in the, in the water in the lake, which was very close to the dam, I didn't realize a grenade was that big of a deal under the water. It's almost louder underwater than it is on land. Like it's violent, dude. It's like, oh, yeah, it's it's really loud and it shakes the whole earth. And then thousands of fish washed up. Thousands? Oh yeah, but they were like small, you know, like little minnow size. But oh, just but yeah, shockwave. Yeah, yeah, just little minnows. Like I mean, like like sardine sized fish were just like lapping up on the shore and it stunk. And anyway, I learned my lesson: don't throw your hand grenades in the lake and i got a little uh, a little smack on the, the hand there but uh, hey guys if you're tuning in for the first time it's not normally how the show goes we're just loosey-goosey normally we're engaging the live chat right now and we're getting into or doing all the sponsors it's christmas week man we're literally like while all the other podcasts are taking the week off seriously like every podcast is taking the week off our whole staff was like cops gotta work let's all make content and keep it going. So I'm um, true crime guys. They're doing content. I think uh, the sports guys are still doing content for Thursday's show. So why not us do some content for the Friday show? We can do it. Today's show brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack five zero. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Just promo code Wolfpack. Sleep so good. It's scary. Um, if you haven't gotten something for Valentine's Day, which is coming up. So if you miss the boat on Christmas, 
and you didn't get your significant other the gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving, which is the gift of a ghost bed. You can get the bed. You can get the frame with the adjustable base. You can get uh, with the zero gravity massage mode where it just shoots air. Kind of like the uh, Mandalay Bay, Bay shooter from last episode. Shoots all up into your back. It feels really good. Uh, it's a great. You got the ghost bed pillows. All of these things have the cooling technology. Flip them over. Flip them backside. Uh, wonderful, wonderful beds. And if you didn't do that during the Christmas time, you got Valentine's Day come up. So uh, surprise that significant other of yours, your little partner, a ghost bed. That way they're not banging on the Senate chamber floor on the desk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, keep it classy with ghost bed. Promo code Wolfpack. Also, we got Factor Meals for the year. Factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50. That's meal planning to the absolute next level. New Year's is right here, baby, which means you're going to be losing weight or trying to get back in shape and gain weight. Maybe you're trying to go with that protein pump, baby. So the Factor Meals has got 30 grams plus protein in each meal. These are chef-made, fresh, never-frozen, real-deal meals. These aren't like little peasant uh, stovetop stuffers. These are real-deal chef-prepared meals delivered right to your door. They've got uh, menu items, like 300-something menu items. They've even got breakfast on there. they got the calorie-conscious, the vegetarian options. They've got all the options for whatever you're trying to get into this New Year's Day. Don't waste all your time meal planning. Plus, the grocery store is expensive and the gas is expensive. Let Factor Meals take care of all of that for you. Head over to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50 and get 50% off your first week of meals. Again, meal planning is uh, is essential. We talked about that last week too, but always having a plan. Got to have a plan. And Factor Meals is just uh, one of those things that helps you out with that plan. So without further ado, we got the Ivan Casimiro uh, shooting. Uh, this happened in Utah. It, it happened in a very strange part of Utah too. It's called Enoch. It sounds biblical. It is biblical. It's like one of the, it's like a book in the Bible or something. Uh, keep going. I got to turn this heater off. It's getting really hot. Yeah, so this is one of those things where Eric sent it to me, and he just sent it to me, and he never, like, sends me stories like that without any context. And so, and then I watched it, and all I could say was, bro, what the fuck did I just watch? And he was like, I know, right? Because we couldn't figure out if we were on board with this or not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, still. You know what? And here, and here's the funny part about this case. Not the funny part about this case, but here's the crazy part about this case: is originally they, as I've, as I've, I come to understand it, they were going to charge this officer, but then when they actually started like studying, like breaking down the case, because I don't think this has happened before. Definitely not in the way that it played out today. I don't think any of them had a fucking idea what to do, so they dropped the charges. Um, and he was suspended, but now I, I, I guess he's probably back on the force. We're going to dive into it. Um, I do want to play the video for you guys. And I'm going to bring that up, but, uh, first let me read. This is from the Salt Lake city tribune. Obviously this happened in, uh, in Utah, former Enoch officer, Jeremy Dunn shot a woman in the leg. Um, uh, many in law enforcement are skeptical, uh, the shooting to encast they, they were skeptical if, if the shooting would actually work. And, uh, and that's why I said at the beginning of the show, you know, 
we've all said, we've all heard it said, uh, but it is pretty ridiculous. So let me just go ahead and read the, uh, this is from October 18th, 2021. Again, this is the Salt Lake Tribune. If you want to read this for yourself, uh, two officers confronted a woman and a man in a parking lot in the rural town of Enoch. They had the couple cornered backed up against the fence where some cows stood around on compacted dirt lot. Now that's actually good journalism there because that does matter. Right. So we didn't have like a mall full of people. We didn't have a preschool full of children. We've got a lot full of cows uh, behind them. So, you, you know, know your target and what's behind it. The woman accused of breaking into cars wore a camouflage jacket, single orange glove in one hand. And then the other, she had a screwdriver. And there was a man that was with her. Uh, he was unarmed. He had his hands at his sides. During the encounter, the woman didn't come at the officers with the tool and didn't even threaten anyone with it. But she refused to drop the screwdriver no matter how many times the officers asked. So um, I'm going to leave it there and then we'll go back to it. But I'm going to play the YouTube video. Um, but because we don't have a producer in here because it's the week of Christmas and I gave everybody the week off. You got to talk for a second so I can pull the video up. Yeah. So what essentially is we're doing here is you know we're not I, i'm not calling this cop out we call cops out all the time for being idiots or doing something stupid um i'm just trying to say if i were to do that where i work in 2023 um that would not be going well for me this is a it's like you said first off you have to understand this is a property crime so if i were to go investigate a property crime find the suspect and then uh, in, in, enforce the issue to the point where then I go, oh, whoa, I'm scared. And I shot him, especially with a screwdriver. It, you know, it, you could be, it could be argued that the screwdriver was a tool used for the crime. It wasn't necessarily like she was out there stabbing people in the parking lot. So, you know, that to me is going to be is the biggest thing. But there is a time gap because this happened in like 2017, I think. Uh, so, yes. You know, that is six years. 2018, by the way. 2018. Oh, okay. So five years. I can't do math. Five years, which in five years, half a decade, a lot changes in cop work. Well, a I mean, lot. when I, I joined policing in 2012 and our policy was you could not give warning shots. Wow. I didn't hear the warning shot part. You could not uh, shoot anybody. To, you had to shoot to kill. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. Or shoot to stop. I, keep, I keep forgetting that he fired did is it it's confirmed that he fired a warning shot into the leg right three he put three in her knee cap <laughs> he, yeah you heard him the taser oh taser's not working you know yeah let's play the video for you real quick here uh did that work or did it go black i just went black you had it up for a second and it went black yeah, yeah, yeah. let's uh let's redo it here um, and I'm sorry for you guys that are just listening. We do this show live for our, our, our YouTube viewers. So uh, if you want to be a part of the YouTube, hit like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that notification bell, and that will get you going. We're up at 8,000 followers now uh, on the YouTube channel. So I'm doing pretty good over there in the last 10 months. Let's see um, here. Let's get this, this video up here for you. Here we go. Yeah, I'm on the north side of the parking lot. The north side of the park, 
Well, I would say it's a good idea to put a screwdriver down, right? Why? What am I doing? I'll sit in my gear. I need to look at Okay. I understand you, but what I mean. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to you, but I don't want this guy next to you getting hurt. So I'm going to have you come talk to Okay, so you're not going to come over here. You? No, I'm talking to you. Are you going to come over here? You're going to stand next to him with a gun, because I'm worried that maybe she's going to hurt you with that. Dude, it almost seems like at this point, like he's trying to set himself up for a shoot. I mean, simply holding a screwdriver when you know that they are robbing. So the call came out that this is a burglary. And so that they're, yeah. they're burgling cars, uh, breaking into cars, which is like a tool. And I get it. A screwdriver can be a weapon, but she's like not hostile towards that dude. And they're together. And he's like, yeah, dude, I mean, I don't want you standing unless I had a gun or something. You know, I wouldn't be standing next to her with a screwdriver. And she, she, they're like, obviously a couple, right? Like, am I crazy? Or is it pretty well, and, obvious that they're a couple? And to paint a picture too, if anybody doesn't know, a burglary in most states is a property crime as opposed to a robbery, which is a forcible felony on a person. Right. Um, right. That's most states. Uh, so, you know, you're dealing with the lowest level of felon felony right now is a stole or stealing from a car, right? That's that's essentially it's on the bottom of the barrel for felonies. And I feel like if I saw two people stealing a car or stealing like burglaring cars together. I, I probably wouldn't be so nervous for the other guy. I mean, obviously, I want to get them separated. Um, but this guy seems like he's kind of setting it up. Uh, listen, you'll never believe me, but let's... Uh, oh, shit. I hate this. I hate not having a... Well, he, does, he, says, he says all kinds of things, Eric. Yeah, I'm I mean, going to play it. Like said, he says, like... Wait, wait. are you ready to play it now? Yeah, if you want me to. Okay, or do yeah, you want to keep going? Yeah, go, you talk. No, go, 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 go. You're not free to leave. You're not free to leave. Okay, you come in with that knife. I guarantee I'll smoke you. I guarantee it. Okay. You want this to happen? I'd get back if I were you. You drop that down. Oh yeah, it's on. You know what? I'm trying to give you a chance. Sir, I want you to get back. I want you to get back this way a little bit. Okay? I just don't want you to get in the way. What? 1096? Okay. Okay. I can take her out like last time. Do you want me to take her out like last time? Both officers are calmly talking to the suspects. Yeah. He, he 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 already states now even if he didn't mean it when he goes i don't want you to get what's he say get uh get caught up in the middle or something yeah. he tells a guy i don't i don't want you to get you know invo- like he's essentially letting everybody know it's premeditated i plan on shooting this bitch which yeah. is fine that's okay that's okay but you shouldn't say that because in court they go yeah, it feels you weird you were good. <laughs> it feels weird let me keep playing it here you go so he shoots her with a taser, doesn't do shit. She's got a massive jacket on. He, he dual wields them too. Didn't work, did it? Didn't work, did it? Okay, that's all I got for taser. Oh, all right. Well, that's all I got. He he's what he's doing is he's narrating his good shoot. He knows he's yeah. gonna shoot this bitch, and he's he saying knows. all the right things. Dude, that's all I got for taser. <laughs> <laughs> he sighs. <laughs> Oh, shit. Get on the ground. Drop the nut. 
Drop it. Drop it. That looks like it hurts. Get back. Get back. Get back. He later. Uh, and then, by the way, I was running that off a of donuts video because that was uh, uh, that. That's what video came up was. We don't have a producer, so I wasn't able to rip it. But um, man, wow, what a crazy Christmas week video! I mean, like to break it all down, folks. Uh, in this scenario, you gotta have. And now this is a sergeant and a corporal. And I'm not gonna like. Boy, this one's hard. Not a Monday morning quarterback. I can honestly say I would not have done it that way. There's no stress at all. Now, when this guy says you want me to do her like I did last time, six years prior to this, he shot somebody else in the leg. This isn't his first time. No kidding. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> and where the fuck? Like, so, I, I mean, it's just crazy to me because I think at this point, you, as an officer, you've got to be able to, Use critical thinking, right? And I've preached on the show a lot that I think critical thinking is dead. And that the, the police departments do not spend near enough time teaching people how to critically think, looking outside the box. They do these uh, scenarios that are that, that tr they try. It's kind of like a buy the book, get you out of the box by checking the block. But they should really do some really good creative thinking skills to get your mind really working like okay so what are like some other things we can do what are how can we problem solve this without having to kill somebody and that should be always on the forefront of your mind i can just looking at this video right now you got no you've got nobody that could be a potential victim around you except the homeboy and i think it's pretty clear that they're dating and he's not in any danger so you could take it step by step. Okay, one, let's get this guy away. How can I creatively get this guy away? Well, just looking at this right now, and I would just literally be like, all right, you don't want to talk to me with the screwdriver? I got you. Hey, homie, come over here. You're going to talk to me. If she's not going to talk to me, then I'm going to talk to you because I got to talk to somebody before I leave. And that at least gets him separated from her. And then we don't have this like weird... I wouldn't yeah, stand there if I were you. The classic case of uh, my, uh, this cops in, is going to let me explain myself out of this. Like, dude, I got some stupid report of you walking around cars. I know it's bullshit. I do have to get a, just a quick verbal statement from me on the camera. You know, just say it to me. It's that way we can get you out of here. Oh, shit. I'm going to get out of fucking burglarizing these cars. Let me go talk to this yeah. cop. And then, you know, you do the whole I'm just detaining you. Now he's out of the picture. And like you said, there's different things you can do, right? You don't have this. You have nothing but time, right? Even if this woman takes off in a dead sprint, it's like, <laughs> all right, well, it's a, it's a property crime and she's got a screwdriver, right? Like, bye. <laughs> Most states allow you to file now. You know who she is, right? You yeah. can just file charges on her, write the warrant. So, <laughs> you know. I mean, I was even like looking at the video to see is like, was she even like holding the screwdriver in a menacing manner? I mean, she hates authority. She's saying the N word a bunch. Um, she definitely seems like gangsta and he seems annoyed by that. That's why I feel like maybe this was, I don't think this was a good shoot. Um, personally, I think technically by the bulk, it's a good shoot, but this cop definitely didn't utilize any, cre I would not hire him on my department. I'll just be frank with you. I wouldn't tolerate somebody like this period. Um, I, for this woman right here, the only the only obstacle you have is that guy. And then once you have that guy out of the picture, nobody can get hurt. So I would have called him over 
and and talk to him. And then, like you said, man, I would have just like easily, that would have been an easy, hey, ma'am, listen, all right, you don't want to drop the screwdriver, fine. I don't know what you're going to do with a screwdriver, but listen, I have a job to do. I have to write a report and you have to go in that report. So why don't you just take that screwdriver real quick, jab it into the ground right next to you, and then let's just knock out this information report really fast so that we can both go on our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when she stabs it down there, you bum rush her, whatever you want to do. But like time is absolutely on your side. I do want to give it to the dude for having a pretty tight shot group, shooting somebody's knees. I feel like it should be a lot more stressful than that. <laughs> and yeah. So, I mean, and that's the problem too, is it gives every single person the, can you just shoot him in the legs? It gives them an argument. I feel like we shouldn't even be putting this case in the stratosphere because you know, if anybody he should not do this, and, and I mean, listen, he shouldn't have shot her any period. Yeah. Uh, th- that, that <laughs> yes, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be discharging your firearm at somebody unless because when he comes up to her, right. And and I'll put this in and like, you know, I can do a clip or something where we actually compare this, but when he initially approaches her, she's actually walking a little aggressive towards him. And it might be a little unclear what's in her hand at that point. Yeah. Cause he calls it a knife a few times. Yeah. You know, so at that point we're, we're, we're really encroaching on a good shoot, right? I just showed up felony suspects. Don't know. I think it's a knife. I'm articulating. I think it's a knife. And then she starts kind of like coming towards him, bam, 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 all day. She, he had already given her verbal commands, right? But the problem is, is when you, now you're on scene for like three minutes, you've pretty much showed the entire world on your body cam. She is not a threat. And then you shoot her. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does the things too where he's going, man, you didn't get to it because I don't think. Sigh, dude. The size is the best part. He's like. <sighs> well, after, after he's searching her. Or once he once he's searching her, he goes, She's got more stuff, more weapons in her pocket. Like he's really trying to like the the items in her pockets are now being called weapons because he's really trying to sell this. Because he you shouldn't really need to justify what you did. It should just be apparent. And I think like him doing all this justifying, the more you have to justify something, the less apparent it is that you need the like more argument you have. Um, but so I'm gonna go back to this article. Um uh, and this again from from the Utah, uh, Utah, tri- the Salt Lake Tribune. Sorry about that. Uh, this time he fired. So okay, do you want me to take her out like last time? Corporal Jeremy Dunn said to Sergeant Mike Berg, Dunn was referring to when he shot an armed suicidal man in the leg six years earlier. This time he fired three shot at Yvonne Casimiro's knee. Uh, he said he did it to save her life. And she survived just like the armed man did in 2012. This dude's like trying to rewrite fucking policing as we know it. He's trying to be a hero, which pisses me off a little bit too. Cause he's, this has definitely got this, I'm doing it for cloud type deal. And he does have this very narcissistic tone as well that I know yeah. drives like this. this and, and like homie, I, if, I, he probably won't ever see this. Maybe he will. Uh, but like this is why cop every girl that breaks up with a cop spreads that big thing that cops are narcissists and they're obsessed with themselves and it's all about me 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 and like bro you're kind of writing that script for us in this video i mean 
it, it's like the tone i think is what's what's doing it you know i could have watched that shoot i could have watched that shoot with no audio and came out like it's probably a clean shoot and there was yeah. and he didn't say anything wrong he just said everything so right like it was pre-planned he knew you and i said it's an art it was a narcissist thing like very you know, narcissist thing very yeah. narcissist and i don't like to use the word narcissist i barely use that word because i think it's overused but in this case i don't really have another word for it uh after this shooting unlike the last dunn lost his job and the chance to be a police officer for four years Utah's Peace Officer Standards and Training Board, which handles discipline for law enforcement, ruled that even if Dunn had shot Casimiro in the torso and very likely killed her, as police are trained to do, the shooting would not have been legally justified because Casimiro wasn't an imminent threat. The Iron County attorney who reviewed the case to see if Dunn broke the law agreed with the post board Though Dunn was not charged with a crime, however, one detective interviewed as a part of Enoch Police Department's internal investigation said that Dunn shooting Casimiro in the knee makes lethal shooters look bad. The review also found that Enoch has no rule against officers shooting with the intent to incapacitate. If there is nothing barring officers from shooting someone in the leg or arm, it raises the question. One many civilians, including President Joe Biden, have wondered about why don't officers, if possible, shoot a suspect in the leg instead of the chest or the head. Uh, and for the article, I think that we've already uh, kind of answered that. Uh, one, 99% of these shootings are a lot more stressful than this. Um, and so when 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 the when stress goes up, five-minute schools go down, and it's harder to hit a target like that. Now, you also take the risk of you miss that shot and she throws that knife or she charges at you and then you raise your gun and walk it up. A woman with a knife can get to you. He was within that eight, eight to 10, 15 feet. What is it? Eight to, was it eight it's to pretty 20? big. It's they show long. you, they show you it's somebody can get to you within like 20 feet in a matter of yeah. seconds, you know, before most of them control their weapon. Yeah. And so even though you get your weapon drawn and you take a couple of shots, those shots are going to pass through them and they're going to continue to advance. That's not, that's not good. So, you know, when you're shooting somebody in the legs like that, you know, luckily he didn't, he wasn't shooting at a real warrior. If he was shooting at, you know, somebody who was really uh, afraid for their life and was adamant about not going to prison, he could have gotten hurt between 2010, 2020 Utah police shot 230 people. 226 separate confrontations, about 45% of those people shot, survived. Um, that's nothing new. Here's an interesting fact from this article, though, is police in LaGrange, Georgia, have instituted a shoot-to-incapacitate training program. Fuck, man. Uh, based on policing practices in Europe. Yeah, because we should be doing what fucking Europe does. They don't uh, even have guns. No. Where departments deal with fewer guns and more edged and blunt weapons, uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported in May. The new policy went into effect in February, and so far it is unclear if it is working. I don't care if it works 100 times. If one cop dies because of that practice, then it's a failed practice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like we talked about. I can't remember if we talked about it before or on this podcast or when we were initially watching this video when you sent it to me, but, you know, a firearm is lethal force. That's what it is. It's not... It's not 
to be used for less than lethal options. You know, less than lethal options can be used for lethal force, like your ASP, which I don't use because it looks insanely racist. But you, <laughs> if you're hitting somebody and all of a sudden you level up to, they like, let's say they pull out a gun or a knife and you don't want to transition, you can strike that person in the dome to kill them because it's a lethal force scenario. It just escalated. Whereas a gun, the only time that comes out is for lethal force. You're putting rounds on target. If they live, they live, hopefully. But it's not. I mean, anytime I pointed my gun at somebody's, at somebody, I always pointed it at their face. And I always said, I will shoot you right in the face because I feel like that puts everything into perspective. Nobody wants their face fucked up. Yeah. As an active law enforcement officer, I I did when I was a law enforcement officer. I I said that a bunch. I actually, this dude was coming out of the um, attic coming down the stairs and I was waiting at the bottom with my shotgun and I had my shotgun. Like I was, you know, how like a ladder pulls down Yeah. You, and I was behind the ladder, like off to the side so that he couldn't see me as he was stepping down. Cause he was coming down uh, with his ass towards, towards the ladder. And so when he was coming down, he was like trying to see where I was at. And I was like, keep coming, keep coming. He finally turns around and he looks and I was like, I better see both your fucking hands or I will put your brains back into that attic and he's staring down my shotgun he was like yo i ain't never stared down the barrel of a shotgun like that that shit had me almost shit my pants i was like <laughs> i was like i felt pretty fucking rad doing it too but um you know but i want people to know like it this is, is serious issue. dude this is serious it, business it's it's oftentimes waived by department policy a lot of the cursing foul language or unprofessional policies in departments are subject to uh adrenaline and stress that the officer is going to um a lot of times i will say this about many departments even though we're in a very shitty time for law enforcement they you don't hear a lot of cops getting written up for i will shoot you in the fucking face if you touch that gun right because that's it's just like you said that is what you are portraying to that person you are not fucking around please don't force me to do this and that person goes oh shit okay I better not go. Yeah, like, like, I will shoot you and I will shoot you in the face. It's two different. Those are two different things. Yeah. Cause people you already, don't, people don't want to close casket, you know? Well that, and it's like this guy, this cop is specifying where he's going to put this bullet, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it just makes it more real. And it's not like when you see cops say this, it, they're not saying it to be badass. They're not saying it. One of my buddies, uh, he said it and he rewatched his body cam. He was fucking terrified that he was getting in trouble. And I was like, some guy just walked up to him. Um, they were making an arrest in a uh, fentanyl dealing hobo camp because we have those in Florida. And <laughs> of course you we do. were, you know, they were making the arrest on everybody. Well, somebody came up to buy with a fucking gun and their head was down. And they, I guess they were counting money and they look up and there's two deputies standing there and he had a fucking, uh, what do you have? Maybe it was a 380 or something, but he had a gun on him. And my buddy draws on him. He's like, if you fucking touch that, I will shoot you in the fucking face. And then, yeah. and it's just like, holy shit, this guy just walked up on us with a gun, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I, I don't have any problem with, with, with saying it. Uh, so check this out. Dunn was actually eating his lunch at home on June 28th, 2018, when dispatch radio that someone was breaking into cars at the TA Express convenience store in Parowan. Berg, who's now Parowan's police chief, arrived first, 
according to the Post report. Dunn left his Enoch house to be Berg's backup. So this must be very small. If you go from sergeant to chief in four years. Berg told dispatchers at 11.47 a.m. that he had the suspects at gunpoint. Dunn arrived two minutes later, and three minutes after he got there, Dunn radioed, shots fired, one down, we need EMS. <laughs> Body camera footage shows Dunn. And the reason I'm laughing is because we all have that one cop on the squad that shows up and just fucks everything up. Right. And I'm really getting that picture where Berg's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I had it under control. Yeah. He later told investigators he thought the situation was under control and was waiting for an additional officer who was on the way so that three of them could bull rush Casimiro, disarm her, and take her into custody. That's not what Dunn was thinking. As he approached, he said, well, I would say it's a good idea to put the screwdriver down, right? What am I doing, though? Casimiro asked. Dunn told the man to walk away, but Casimiro responded, no, he's not going anywhere. She turned around and took a few steps. Dunn raised his gun and said, you're not free to leave. She responded, go ahead and blow. Dunn threatened to shoot if she got any closer, saying, I guarantee I'll smoke you. Which, uh, that's not what I mean by I'll shoot you in the face. Like, you got to give this chick an opportunity to surrender. And you're saying, I guarantee you I'll fucking shoot you. You know what would be really cool is if you were like, hey, I really don't want to shoot you. I'll do it if I have to. All you got to do is put that down and have a, a conversation with me. You know what I mean? But like, I guarantee I'll smoke you. It's almost like a double dog dare you. Uh, she told Dunn she can't die. Luckily, Dunn later told investigators at that moment she stopped. He began to wonder if she was in a mental health crisis like the man he shot in 2012. I can take her out like the last time, Dunn told Berg, according to the body cam. Do you want me to take her out like the last time? Dunn told investigators that he didn't remember saying that or anything else to Berg. Well, good. I'm glad you didn't remember. Before he used his gun, he tried his taser. Video shows Dunn with his pistol in one hand, as he, which is very dangerous, by the way. And uh, as he tased as his taser at the woman, um, only because you can have that sympathetic reflex yeah. shooter uh, who paced slowly with the officer. He fired the taser twice, and the woman had no big reaction. She just said it didn't work and pulled out the wires. Now, the reason why she pulled out the wires is it's obvious to me that that jacket is going to be very difficult for the taser to get through and make a proper connection. And we don't know what she has on under the jacket. It could be another jacket. But you know what she's got underneath the jacket or below the jacket? Fucking leggings. Why not try to get an angle to shoot her in the ass? I shot a girl in the vagina. Yeah, well, he won't, he only shoots people with guns in the legs, dude, not tasers. <laughs> right, he shoots her right in the fucking jacket. So there's no critical thinking whatsoever from this dude. No. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not trying to sound like a square or an old cop or anything like that, but these are the types of cops that you don't want. I mean, I'm just yeah, call you right a spade. Kennedy say you got to call a spade a spade sometimes. Yeah. This guy's kind of fucking retarded. I mean, you should not have a cop that wants to kill somebody. We dark, we joke. We have the dark humor. Well, he didn't want to kill him. He wanted to. Sh he just wanted to save her. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to make national news. Is what it was, and he fucking knew it. Um, it didn't work, did it? What? Yo, I can't imagine talking to somebody like this, bro. This is crazy. Didn't work, did it? 
he responded, okay, that's all I got for Taser. And he said it just like that. That's all I got. At the, you know at what the I mean? End, at the end, I'm, when we were when we were when we're waiting for FD for over seven minutes, because I don't know where the fuck they're coming from. Uh, he goes, ma'am, I wish you would have just dropped that screwdriver. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like I gotta hey, check that. He's like this. He's like, he's like this. <clears throat> ma'am, I really wish you would have dropped that screwdriver. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> Is this thing on? Because <laughs> Mary Movie Slide has uh, taken a step forward, done let out a breath, and fired his gun at her knee as Berg yelled for her to drop the screwdriver. Casimiro crumpled, done put her in handcuffs, and then applied a tourniquet on her leg, and she lived. I wonder if they gave him a life-saving award. Um, she later pleaded guilty to, he probably put himself into it, honestly, um, to felony-level charges of assault against, and guys, listen, you know I'm the first one to always take the cop's side. Like, I always want to, to give the benefit of the doubt. Even in this case, I thought, well, she's got a screwdriver. Maybe behind her, there was a, uh, you, you know, maybe there was an elementary school full of children. No, it was a field of cows. Well, I, you know, maybe she had just robbed somebody with that knife. No, no, she was just stealing shit out of cars. Then I was like, well, maybe since he said he's done it before, maybe she tried to assault him before. I can't find a criminal record for her in the town of Enoch anywhere prior to this incident. So, and then when he says that he's referring to another dude that he shot, he doesn't even have any like foreknowledge of her being crazy. Further, he goes to say, I think she's 1096, so he doesn't even know. So, like, all the benefits of the doubt that I tried to give this officer, they just, uh, like Matthew McConaughey would say, they just kind of flew out the window. This fucking guy, um, I think he suffers from, from like, maybe, like, too many movies? Like, has he been watching the other guys? You remember the, the other guys with The Rock and, um, you know what I'm talking about? The Rock and the beginning Hellboy of the movie. Right? Oh, Sam Jackson, yeah. where he's like, aim for the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but that's what this guy's like, you know? Um, uh, Dunn declined to be interviewed for this article saying it could hurt his law enforcement job prospects. Dude, anybody that hires this guy, you're desperate. His police certification is suspended until June 29, 2022. The Tribune obtained a video of his interview with an Iron County Critical Incident Task Force investigator. He told the investigator that when he pulled up and saw Casimir with the screwdriver, he mentally purchased the idea that she's probably going to make me kill her. What? Dude, that I makes zero sense. Dude, these people are supposed to be weeded out, but. I mean, holy shit. I wouldn't say that in any investigation. I'd be like, yo, I mentally bought this when I got out of my car. Like I was going to shoot this bitch. Uh, (laughs) Because he said, I didn't want to make the decision as a screwdriver is coming to my face. He said he worried for the man standing next to Casimiro and for Berg and himself. He considered using his baton when the taser didn't work, but thought her screwdriver versus the two foot stick might end with him getting stabbed in the neck. I mean, she hasn't even made it. Uh, she hasn't really even kind of mentally purchased stabbing anybody with that thing. I, do, I, she mean, did it. I, I, never really, I didn't see her bring it up. I, I, I no, might have missed it. There's a, ch- there's a chance I missed it, but, you know, 
again, and you have you also driving. It's the critical thinking you're talking about when you're driving to a burglary uh, suspect call. Right, right. All right. Hey, man, they got some. They got the. You're thinking like, what are they gonna have on them? They're probably gonna have burglary weapons, right? That screwdriver was used in the commission of a felony. Cool, awesome. Hit her with that too. Possession of burglary tools. But to think <laughs> that she's gonna going? be like. You know, like I'm gonna use this to like that's gonna be in the forefront of her head. She's just a fucking turd. That's all she's yeah, doing. She definitely is just looks exactly that, if not homeless. You know what I mean? Like and she knew what she I was doing. I don't get any killer vibes. I just get like stalling tactics. I mean, yeah. listen, at the end of the day, am I glad she got shot? Sure. I really I am. Same like, thing, dude. Probably fucking was gonna she's probably stole so much shit ruined so many people's lives that she deserves to have a blown out kneecap absolutely and Mike. also you think next time when she's doing this little dance she's gonna think about getting shot in the leg. Right. i mean it, like at the end of the day this guy's not all bad he kind of did the world a favor <laughs> but you can't fucking do it regardless whether you want to and listen you know people are like well you know the the uh, you know the the pleading hearts of the world are like well that's not funny that you said that you're glad that you got a shot dude you know how many times i've sat literally on christmas eve and and spent the day with crying families on christmas day the story is in my book where this guy, this kid broke into like 36 cars just to be an asshole. And, and like, I wanted to fucking shoot that dude. Like he ruined legit ruined the best day of the fucking year for 36 families. And each family probably had two or three people in it. So that's like 36 times three people. This guy ruined Christmas just on, th on that alone. He should have been shot in the fucking leg for it. Yeah. Instead I handcuffed him to our, um, buffet line desk and made him pour ice for everybody um at our christmas party <clears throat> and i got in trouble for it uh he added that if uh i don't want to have the time to to aim and make a precise shot that's not going to kill her i'm going to hit her center mass and it's going to be a lot of rounds and i'm not going to be able to save her she's going to die my last chance to save her life done said was to take the shot that i took what a hero Damn. former iron county attorney scott garrett ruled done was not not legally justified in shooting Casimiro and that she didn't reasonably present an intimate threat to anyone, but said he didn't have enough evidence to charge Dunn with a crime. Garrett declined to interview. Um, and, and, I, and so I looked into this a little bit further and uh, the, I think it was NBC or CBS's article stated that uh, proving intent would have been a nightmare. And it wouldn't have gone anywhere because he didn't shoot to kill her. And it was pretty clear that he didn't shoot to kill her. So at what the end of the day, all you would have had was assault with a deadly weapon, but we, yeah. he had no intent to kill. And he was, yeah. I, so you think it was the small town yeah. politics? You think they were trying to protect their own? Yeah, for sure. I you, you you try that in Atlanta, try that in Baltimore, try that in like a real city. And that, you know, that's why I say, dude, like I'm more afraid of smaller police departments than I am because they are way undertrained. Um, they don't have the money, they don't have the budget. It's not to say they're not great guys, they're not heroes, they're not out there to do their best work. I mean, one of the best cops I know works in a very small town, Albemarle, North Carolina, George over there, he's a phenomenal cop. Um, and, and he's trained himself very well. And, and, and I feel like his department's pretty professional. Uh, so I'm not saying it's all small towns, but I'm saying that there's a lot of small towns that have that whole, like, Hey, I'm going to hire Scooter. Cause you know, he'll plug a motherfucker. 
Yeah. And they're the guys that'll walk in your house and tell you to shut the fuck up. And you're like, yeah, a hundred percent. And they, you know, you try that in the hood and North, right. You'd be like, yo, why don't you shut the fuck up? Everybody be like, Oh, hell no. coffee mugs start flying at you. You know, all the crazy shit goes down, dude. Uh, yeah, you, you could get away with that stuff in a small trial. That in a small town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you try that in a small town. Uh, so Park City Police Chief Wade Carpenter, who is friends with the LaGrange Chief Lou Denmark, ran through a shoot to incapacitate drills with LaGrange, Georgia police this summer. Trainers asked officers to take aim at life-size human-shaped targets. The head and chest were red, shoulder, hands, and groin, knees, and feet were yellow. Stomach, thighs, forearms, shins were green. Officers were, were told the target was a person with an edged or blunt weapon. So th- these, th- that's the problem, these political police officers poisoning the profession. This fucking guy just wants to have this chief, this LaGrange guy, he just wants to have a um he just wants to have his name in the books, in the training manuals. He, he, that's all he wants. You know, like when a when a lieutenant gets promoted. Um, and he gets assigned to platoon. He's got to make some like staple, like you know, oh, I'm gonna change the PT. I'm gonna change, yeah, you know, because they, they they don't. It doesn't need it. They just want their fucking name on a policy. Yep, they want. They need to build their resume. And building resumes when you're a lieutenant and up is projects, silly little stupid projects that doesn't change anything, and they just make it harder. And you know that's. That's essentially this, what Lieutenant. This I, I don't even want to read on with this fucking Lagrange Georgia guy. Was, I'd love to have him on the show and just just have a talk with him. I, I guarantee you this guy's garbage. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, like, I don't know the guy personally, um, but I can I can tell this looks like a political police officer. They always poison the profession with this bullshit. Um, you, 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 listen, how about this? How about don't fucking bring a knife to a gunfight? How about don't fucking break into cars? And and how about put down the screwdriver when you're told to put down? Like all of these things can be avoided. Don't take your chance that I'm not a narcissistic asshole and I won't blow your fucking brains out. And you might go home with your brain still intact. Yeah, this was a classic. Uh, if, if this was 1989 or 1999, even this would have been a done and deal shoot. You don't fuck around. You don't fucking do that shit. And when the police tell you to do something and they got the gun drawn on you, you do it. Like that's. Can you imagine was. this chick was black? <sighs> no. Yo, and this was after George Floyd, I think. No, 2018. Yeah, no, 2018 would have been after Ferguson, though. I mean, Ferguson's been an old age for me, man. Like, I, I pretty much, hey, listen, I had, what did he say? Um, what did he say in that? Let me go back to the article. <laughs> the fucking, he said I had already, what did his mind? He'd already bought and paid for, what did he say? Mentally purchased. Mentally purchased. Listen, after Ferguson, I mentally purchased. I'm never going to shoot a black person. <laughs> I'm serious. After Ferguson, I was like, yo, <laughs> the white, I will shoot them real fast. If they're black, I might take one. Dude, I'd rather fucking old. take my chances with getting shot than going to prison. Oh, that was a bigger lie. Ferguson was a bigger lie than fucking the Vegas shooting. You know, yeah, that's the one. Ferguson was the one where Eric Brown, right? Or the hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, Ferguson and Breonna Taylor were probably the two biggest lies the media's ever told and got caught and then had no repercussions. And then they kind of took the whole Trump thing out of out of uh, context because, you know, you want to talk about inciting a riot or inciting an insurrection. The media in both of those 100 percent. I mean, still to this day, they say like 35 percent of people still think that it was a no knock warrant and they still think that Breonna Taylor was in her bed sleeping like. Because they had sold it to the American public. Even Donald Trump at the time was like, we really need to take a look at these no-knock warrants because he didn't even get the full facts. But, you know, the media is starting shit. Um, and, and, and yeah, Ferguson was the first one. And it, my buddy shot somebody very soon after Ferguson and and his whole life was was ruined. I mean, it's not ruined. It's fine. But, like, they had to move. They had to sell their house. He had to go to a different church. He had to go to a different gym. 100% justified. He shot the guy in the gun too. Um which I like to make fun of him cuz I think he shot like six or six or eight rounds. Um and he only hit him three times from like 4 feet away. So I'm like, "Bro, that's that's like not 70%. That's you failed qual on that shoot, by the way. But I know I don't like to let him forget that. Uh, but you know, the shit that his family had to go to, I mean, I stayed at his house for five days, uh, weeding, you know, my, I got paid to be there to weed off the media and everything and to help out at, around the house with it all. And, you know, that's I, when I really mentally purchased, uh, I would really just get fucking shot. Like, hopefully I'll just don't die. Like, hopefully they yeah. just catch me in the kneecap. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm talking to everybody and a worst case scenario, they get away. I, that sounds so bad, but oh I mean, no, I love you. I my like towards the end of my career, my rookie and I uh, rolled up on a dude, and I and <laughs> I'm not gonna say his real name, but I'll say it close. I was like Tavion, come here, dog, and he was like, he started looking. I was like, you're not gonna run, bitch. Like I know who you are. I'll just take out one. Boom, he took off running, and the rookie went to run. And I grabbed him, and I was like, dog. I know his first name, his last name. I know his home address. I know where his mom lives. I know where he goes to school. And that bitch has never been like in the 25 years or 24 years that he's here. Like, he's never, ever left these fucking streets. And he goes to the little community, uh, you know, the little technical college. He talks about it all the time. So like, we'll just let that one go. And he was just like, he couldn't get out. He's like, why didn't we chase him? I'm like, because I'm not chasing somebody over a fucking dime bag of Coke. Or weed, whatever the fuck it was, fake crack. Well, I mean, the first breakdown I ever did with y'all, we talked about how that the guy that got tased and then ran over, like that shit sandwich of a fucking call, you know. Listen, like, because it's the end of the year, what was your favorite failure stump episode? Man. That one? No, I there was one uh I wasn't a part of, but it was really good. And I don't know if it's a uh I think it was, it might have been a TSI episode. So, failure to stop. I don't know, man. I think my favorite one was the Denny Perkins case because it's the most heinous case that we've ever covered. Really gross, horrifying case. But um, that was a pretty wild one to break down. I also think like um, the Fed boy, where the federal officer was just being a dick and the cop uh, arrested him, that felt awesome. Yeah. Fuck that, that was- Fed boy. And I like that when you tell the story of the uh, um, the Margaret woman that the FBI like fucked over. Oh her. yeah, uh, Gretchen Whitmere. Yeah, I don't know where I got Margaret from, but I mean, you yeah, Gretchen you, and Margaret are like old eighteen hundreds names. <laughs> but I mean, that story I've never heard that story before, like ever. And dude, you she's um, she's in the news right now, running her mouth. 
Gretchen Whitmer is. I actually, I actually just tweeted her. She tweeted about some kind of, um, she tweeted about the Colorado thing. And I was like, Hey, Gretchen, remember when you guys, like when you and the feds, like, uh, try to orchestrate like a fake kidnapping to make right wing racists look bad. I just, I, that's what I tweeted at her. <laughs> Take that Gretchen. What made you, what made you look into that case? What, what made you so invested in it? Did you well, know somebody? Uh, because they got the, the guys that were involved in the case got acquitted, which I thought was fucking crazy when they got acquitted. Um, and so I was like, why did these dudes that try to kidnap a fucking sitting state governor, like how did they get acquitted? And then I started looking in the case and I was like, yo, what? That's fucking crazy. And then the Department of Justice, like the, that following like four or five days later, um, re like re put out new charges and then there was no jury trial. And I thought, can the Department of Justice just do that? And I was like, well, if I'm going to do that much research, I might as well break it down. Yeah. And then we broke it down for like two hours. But, um, what a great that was that dude I, I love when people are like oh you know conspiracies who are they who's they I, dude mk ultra heard of it you oh, ever heard i've been, of, I've been following him. heard of it i mean these are not conspiracy theories that actually fucking happened it's documented and the, the top secret information was released that's why we have the show the top secret uh night shift tsi they break that down. That really fucking happened. MK Ultra really happened. The, the documentary right now that's out about the MK Ultra thing is, dude, it'll make you so mad to watch the documentary. And the, and the feds, like, they, they apologize. They say, like, yeah, like, we drugged your father. And then he jumped out of a fucking window. Sorry. And you're just like, what? And, like, they even had, like, a ceremony for the guy. The feds. Have you seen, you no. haven't seen that documentary yet? No. But I'm going to watch it now. <laughs> It'll make you so mad though. And it, again, it's not, it's like the, you know, the, the last couple of documentaries that I've watched, I don't really like documentaries because they really, they only paint one side of the picture. Yeah. And you can like look at the Casey Anthony documentary, like everything she says is bullshit. But if you listen to her and you believe her, then she's innocent. But everything she says is a lie. And you have to kind of like, if you know the lies that she's telling, like the photography lies, like they've already discovered in court, she was not a photographer for Disney World. But like, she still goes on to say that in her documentary as if she was like a photographer. And everybody's like, oh, damn, she was a photographer. No, she wasn't. She's lying to you. And it changes everything. But the last two documentaries, the one about uh, Derek Chauvin and George Floyd, you know, I didn't even watch the whole documentary. They literally, the first, what, 18 minutes of the documentary is simply the all of the body camera footage. And if you watch all of the body camera footage, which wasn't allowed in court, if you watch that, you would like nobody can watch that and be like, oh, that whole scene is way different than I thought it was, according to the yeah. media. It was nothing like it. And the fact that they didn't allow body camera footage in the trial is absolutely crazy. And then when that came out, so many people, and again, there's no, they, they, there's no lie to be told. It's literally just the body camera footage in its entirety. That's what did it for everybody. Everybody's like, yo, what? Like I, I watched it with, a, with another friend of mine who's not a cop and, and you know, probably isn't really all that pro cop, uh, more left leaning than anything. And, and he was like uh, texting me and he goes, Hey, I was listening to your episode and I watched that documentary. Uh, that's way different than I thought it was. And he was like, 
you know, that changes everything. Well, you know, Derek Chauvin, who is in protective custody, decides he's going to make a case off of this because he's got so much momentum. Five days later, he stabbed 22 times by a dude who was an FBI informant that landed him in prison for being an FBI informant. Not only was he an informant, but he was like an FBI assassin. When, uh, the, when are we going to get Derek on the show? I'd that love to get Derek. Did you? Didn't you have like? Didn't you almost? Well, his mom, his mom was going to come on the show. His, uh, I guess maybe like a girlfriend um, reached out and asked if uh, I would be interested in talking with the mom. And I was like, yes. And I gave him my phone number and I gave him the wrong number. And I woke up the next day and it was on my Instagram message. And so I gave her the wrong number and I was like, oh shit. And then I gave him the right number and I never got a call back. Yeah. But I blew it. We'll, we'll bugger. I missed it by one digit. Well, I mean, I also don't want somebody like her to come on the show because that can fuck up a case. That and also, I mean, are you... Are you? I know you're not because you did Uvalde, and that's what uh, that's what put you on your trajectory that you're on now. But are you yeah. worried, Derek Chauvin, just associating your name with his innocence is a deal breaker, like done for business, like for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. I, I that I, I, I that that documentary swayed a lot of people, um, and I you know I don't know. I I, I felt pretty good about my initial breakdown of it where I said he was guilty, but I think he'd only, you know, he didn't deserve to do jail time. Um, I don't think he was like grossly negligent. Um, uh, he was he, using the procedures. I, when I yeah. saw the book and the documentary, he, they, they showed the little gra the chart or uh, the <laughs> picture of the, of the drawing. And it was what he was doing. <laughs> and, and, and so, and the crazy thing was, is that the chief of police lied into to the jury and said no we've never taught that and they're like uh this is a training manual with your department's name on it with this date on it and this is the image of the exact takedown and we have video of your department doing it in one of your recruiting videos so like you know um you know how he doesn't get to go back in front of the jury and walk that back with or or be held in contempt like i feel like if i told a lie like that the judge would be like you can get up and like walk that back or you can be held in contempt, you know, or you can be held for perjury or whatever it is that, you know, when you lie in court, because, you know, if I fuck up, if I minorly fuck up, if I say I was never trained to do that in the academy and then they show video of me doing that in academy, you'll never be able to testify in court ever again. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I mean, this is, this is a huge cover up. Derek Chauvin is a, uh, he's a sacrificial lamb for the narrative that the left needed. Yeah, and they for pounced sure. on it. And they pounced on it. They moved too fast. They moved way too fast in what they could handle. And they said, fuck it. We're just going to lie, lie and cover it up. Because I'm sure they would have loved to have it go smoothly for them. But, you know. Oh, Dude, uh, um, for the Derek Chauvin case, I got offered a private contract to be private security for Chauvin going to and from court. And the pay was incredible. I won't say what it was. And I said, no. And it was a 30-day contract. I said, no. And my after, was like, after you had broken it down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I knew it. I like I knew a guy that's a private. He's was on the he's a uh, special operations guy as well and down in the private sector and uh hunts human traffickers and all these other things. But they had the contract to uh protect Eric Chauvin to and from court. 
And he, uh, he was like, dude, it's 30 day contract. It's stateside and I can get you on it. Da, 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 da. Pays this much. I was like, fuck, dude, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. It's like you said, now's a good, now's a good time for the right person to go free this man or at least retry this man. Right. At least retry. Yeah, I mean, man. Like it was literally cause he had, it was writing up his own appeal and, and then five days later, he stabbed 22 times. I mean, like, this is where this is where things are going right now. It's like this political persecution that's going on in this country. I mean, look, Trump this week getting um, ousted in, in Colorado, um, completely out of Colorado's jurisdiction. That They have no business interpreting any, any of those laws. That's a legislative branch of the federal government all day. Has nothing to do with it. It's a complete misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment. And yet they're doing it. And they did it. And, uh, you know, to get people to not be able to vote, you know, over half the country wanted Donald Trump to be president, whether you like that or not. Almost, if not more than half of the population in the United States wants Donald Trump to be president. And if you take the right for them to have a vote away, half of the country. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know, know a more clear definition of fascism than that. Like that's where fascism, I know fascism is supposed to be far right wing, but like only fascists go after political persecution. Only fascists go after the media. And look what they've done. They went after Project Veritas, shut them all down. First time a media company in the history of the United States this year, the first time ever a media company was raided by the FBI and shut down for being a media company. I mean, think about the National Enquirer. The National Enquirer has more fake news than any other news media source out there, and they still get to do all their shit. But, you know, so... Never in, in history has that happened. Has a media company been absolutely shut down? Never has uh, a roundup of, of of lawyers, people representing Donald Trump, were arrested. So even the guy that's that's hired to represent him just because he represented him, that is like the most fascist state of mind. And we're all just kind of cool with it, actually. I didn't even hear about the media company getting raided. Did you cover that? Yeah, Project Veritas case, yeah. And that was over the Ashley Biden diary. So Ashley Biden left her diary at a uh, sex addict rehab home that she checked out early from. And her roommate found the diary under the bed and opened it up to see. And it wasn't really a diary, it's a journal that they all have to keep. And so she opened up this journal to see, you know, whose journal it is. She sees that it's Joe Biden's. I mean, right or wrong, she flips through it and sees that, uh, where she writes that part of her sexual trauma was taking inappropriate showers with her father at a very late age in life, too late, uh, you know, that's then more than appropriate and inappropriate um, conversations with her brothers and her father at an early age. And um, she turned that over to the police and somehow project Veritas got a hold of the diary between her trying to get it to the police and uh, somebody leaking it that, that they had it. Um, they, they have confirmed that it's her diary. And they raided Veritas, took the diary, and took every piece of equipment that they possibly own and shut them completely down and raided their homes. The FBI did that over a misdemeanor. Well, they tried to say it was a, f a felony because they trafficked the stolen item, which you can't even really articulate that it's stolen at that point. It's abandoned property. These are the same people that investigated the Vegas shooting, by the way. 
So. And the same people who inv- uh, did the the uh, laptop and, um, you know, the headhunt over Sergeant Mattingly and the Breonna Taylor case and the Derek Chauvin case. I mean, it's, it's, it's at this point, it's like, when when is enough enough? Like, when do we just say, we're not going to put up with this shit anymore? It's just, man, the people that are, it sucks too, man, because the people in the FBI are probably great federal agents. They're probably the world's best investigators. They're probably, but. No, they're not. What do they fucking investigate? I, I think like a street cop with 10 years in Orlando has got more experience than a fucking 15 year. I like uh, to think they do. I like to think they do because they're the FBI. <laughs> no, you're dude. They're I, definitely you not. Have you they're ever? Not, they're, de- the bro, they're definitely not dumbass 22 year olds that checked enough boxes really? and graduated college. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm glad you got that much faith in them, bud. I don't. I mean, I've worked with some really great feds and I know some great feds. There's some great feds that listen to this show. One of them, she's in the, uh, well, I don't want to say where she's at, but uh, she's in a three letter agency and she calls and she says she laughs every time that I go on one of these little rants because uh, it couldn't be, it couldn't be closer to the truth. uh, Her agency that she works for, should it be defunded? Yeah. It's not the FBI though. Yeah, it's the it's the one. It rhymes with the one that polices the most fun things in the world. And uh, this has been a fun breakdown, guys. We'll see you. Um, but we love you guys. We love the Wolfpack. We love the Anti Hero Podcast. Getting a Grip on Things Podcast. Night Shift TSI Podcast. Uh, we just we couldn't be more thankful to to have a to have a network like this. So appreciate you guys and. Uh, Anything you want to close on there? No, Stuff. man. I, 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 not to let it out of the. I'm trying to get with some platforms that I think could stay pretty independent, but mm-hmm. also be part of what we're doing. They, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we're working on that too, or at least I'm trying to. And it was the same thing you did with me. Anytime you create something that you're proud of, and somebody goes, "Hey." Do you want to come on? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you want from me? Why do you want this? And you get you get really like defensive and that person has to go, whoa, whoa, whoa relax, man. I'm just here to help you. I think you could help us. That's it. And then you have to give that person some time, you know, <laughs> to like, yeah. that's where we're at right now. Yeah, love it. I love all of it, man. Guns up and giddy up.